Greetings, welcome Sharps, Newbies, and Squares. It's yet another edition of Play On with Jory and Harley. I'm Jory, the professional. To my left, if you're watching, is Harley. And we are powered by PointsBet, the official sports book of Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, NBC, and so much more. And don't forget to check out the curling, the PointsBet Invitational, currently going on on TSN in Fredericton, New Brunswick. You're too late to fill out your uh, NCAA March Madness style bracket, but you can still wager on it. And that's easy because all you got to do is download the app and sign up and open an account at PointsBet. That is, of course, in Canada only if you're in Ontario. I want to point that out. Uh, we're calling this an NFL Week 3 edition, Harley. We're with you each and every Thursday. We start this at around 5.10 Eastern time, live from the bottom line on Front Street in downtown Toronto. It's literally right beside the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's a great spot. It's Harley's go-to for wings, especially the Korean barbecue. We point that out each and every week. The jerk ones are good also. I haven't had them in a while, but maybe we'll try them tonight and we'll All see. Right. That may be on the menu for later. Come down, say hi anytime. Again, Thursdays after 5 p.m. Eastern. Enjoy the wings, the drinks, and the great atmosphere. First, before Harley interrupts me, what's happening on today's show? It's pretty straightforward. We'll take a hard look at the Week 3 sched in the National Football League. What we're not going to do is break down every game, but the focus will be on the games, props, parlays, and whatever else we like on this week's schedule and anything else that jumps out for me or Harley that is relevant on the sporting calendar. Also, Corey Travers, the head trader of PointsBet Canada, will be by for his weekly visit. There's been a bunch of lines moving, including tonight's Thursday nighter in Cleveland between the Steelers and the Browns, uh, an, an AFC North, excuse me, uh, divisional battle. Um, and Teddy Greenstein, Senior Editor and Player Development Manager for PointsBet USA and the head man at the Hustle Newsletter, will be along. Uh, he was with us a couple weeks ago, and he will drop by for another visit as well. A reminder, if you want to reach out to us, and we strongly encourage you to do so, you can tell us we're full of shit. You can tell us you love us. We don't care. We want your feedback, your questions, your comments. You can get at each of us on Twitter. I'm at Jory Middle. Jory is J-O-R-E-Y. I'm sure you can figure out how to spell out spell middle. And uh, Harley is at Sharp Edge Picks. You can also email us. We have confirmation the email is working. Play on at pointsbet.ca. So, how are you, sir? You got a fresh shave and a Joe Montana jersey today. You're going uh, old school. Old school. I got the shave a few hours ago. The Montana jersey will address later. Later on when we're talking does that about have to some do with a pick? It does have to do with a pick. Okay. You don't always match the shirt with a pick. No, I usually Usually wear, you're Toronto-centric. I was going to wear a Leafs jersey because they're playing preseason tomorrow night, but I mean preseason, come on. I don't pay attention, so. No you point. don't bet on NHL preseason? 
Because I, I mean, know a lot of people bet on NFL preseason. I'll, I'll bet on anything that I think that's <laughs> that there's an edge. Um, the one thing that I do like in the preseason is if you get home dogs, if you get a really bad team playing a good team. I mean, but you got to know who's in the lineup. That's the problem. It's the same thing with the NFL preseason. You really have to have some insight what, as to who's going to actually suit up. Because, you know, especially early in the preseason, you don't get many regulars, although there is a rule that you have to dress a certain amount of regulars in NHL preseason games, I, I I will say for sure, I will not bet on NHL preseason unless, as I said with NFL preseason, unless there, I get some real credible inside information that is not readily available. Otherwise, I have no interest. What you usually find is the stars don't travel in the right. preseason. So they play the home games in front of the home crowds and they let the stinkers go on the road. Uh, all right, so... This is the point in the show where we recap the previous week's picks. I was over, but that was also because I didn't make an official play. That was very responsible gambling of you. Is Jerry. that what it was? I'm trying to give you the plug. Not yet. Not yet. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you the floor first. Recap the picks because you had a good week. You're now up in the positive. I did have a good week. So my bets entering the week were down 0.19 of a unit. I won a unit under Mahomes passing yards on Thursday night. It was a great game, very exciting. And that went under, so that was a win. I also won 1.35 units on Thursday night because I had the D-backs to upset the Padres, which yes. they did. I lost 1.07 units on the under in Washington, Detroit. It looked kind of good at the half, and then there was like 40 points scored in the second half. Yeah, I think was it was 20. Disaster. Was it 22 nothing at the half or 22? Yeah, low. I think it might have yeah, been 22 it, it seven. Was low. It was low. No, no, it was less than that. Okay. Um, anyway, I won a unit because the Cardinals covered. They won the game. That was the plus oh, that five was, and a half. Yeah. That was the miracle. I got to tell you, I got a free bet from Points Bet. And I always tell people when you get the free bets because you can't keep the principal on these things, bet dogs. I bet the Cardinals, big dogs or, big dogs, or long, shot long shot parlays even. That's the time to do your it. Principles not protected. I really like the Cardinals. I mean, I don't think it was a great bet. Looking at the game for three and a half of the four quarters, maybe it, even a little longer. The Cardinals looked horrid, but the bet won. The Cardinals were awesome. Kudos. They were awesome for about eight and a half minutes, and and then and then the overtime the period overtime. where they got a little lucky too because they were about. Right, they got the ball first and had to punt. Right? No, they yeah. didn't. No, they, yeah, they didn't punt. They went for it on oh, fourth down. For they looked like they completed an awesome catch, and then the guy just got hit at the last second and dropped the ball. And then right. the Raiders looked like they were going in. Right, they were driving, and then the fumble return, and then ultimately they go in for the TD. And after I cashed on the free bet, I actually cashed out from points bet. Kudos to them. They shipped me the money right away. It was very painless. It was a great process. I did lose point one of a unit on Monday night football, the same game parlay. I decided to short the Bills offense, <laughs> yeah, which doesn't <laughs> look like it's going to be a very good winning strategy, but who knows? Net net, I made 2.18 units for the week. 2.18. So you're up 1.99 units total. Nice. Again, for me, the units are over a thousand a play. For most casual guys, it's 10 bucks. Yep. Same concept, play within your means. It's easier for them to get off their action and their liquidity, especially on prop bets and stuff like that. It's a lot easier to bet 10 bucks on a bad prop than 1500. But same idea, played controlled. 
Absolutely. And we'll point out again, right? Points bet has gone to the 14 cent line on sides and totals in almost all the major professional sports, including the NFL. We can't stress how important that is for the better, right? So you're only laying seven cents on each side. So minus 107 to win 100. And that brings me to our first read of the day, Harley. By the way, they're even doing it not only in baseball, but in baseball, they're doing it for in play. So I'm looking right now as we speak, the Giants are playing the Rockies and the Giants are up three, nothing. And I don't even know what inning. The total is now five and a half for the game, and it's minus 107 each way. That's amazing to have in play at only seven set lines. And so, again, I don't care if you hate it. I'm going to tell you because it's important, and I'm going to stress it each and every time I do this. So not only does PointsBet want the better to do well with the 14-cent line, PointsBet also wants you to enjoy your gambling experience. But if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, and wants help, please call the Connex Ontario Helpline at 1-866-531-2600. I'll say it again, 1-866-531-2600. Or message PointsBet's amazing customer support, and they will help you personally. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Teddy Greenstein is going to join us. Is he uh, aboard yet? He's not quite aboard yet. So while we wait for Teddy... And talk to him about, you know, the, the hustle newsletter, how things are going for him through a couple of weeks. Because we had him on last time, right? He made it clear he's a casual better like myself. He may bet on some of his favorite teams and things of that nature. So we got a few things to ask Teddy when he joins us. We will, the way we break down how we look at the games, right, is we go early games and then the late games and the primetime games. And then we leave the Thursday nighter to the end. Beautiful. So... Here's the numbers you need, some numbers you need to know, because especially if you're listening audio, numbers are hard to digest when you can't see them and not that we're posting the numbers on video, but I'm going to do this each and every week. So the favorites in the National Football League to date are 2011 and one straight up, straight up against the spread. 13, 18, and 1. So the dogs are 18, the dogs, 13, and 1. Right, reverse. Dogs are 8. That, that tells you there's a lot of dogs that are either winning outright or covering games, right? Because that works out to 58.1%. Mm-hmm. 18, 13, and 1. Also, home dogs, I always look at home dogs, are 9, 5, and 1 against the spread. So, so far through two weeks, the home dogs are a good Good play. And just as another general thought, home teams are 17, 14, and 1 against the spread. Seeing as there's been 32 games to date, almost half have been home dogs. Yeah, which is crazy. 15 of 32 have been home dogs. You won't see that many most of the time. Now, here's the number that really jumped out for me. Okay. What do you think the totals are so far? I know this the year? unders are having, uh, oh, even by their standards, are great. I mean, now, unders are always good, but this is really good. Small sample size. Want to make sure we point that out. Unders are 22 and 10. Mm-hmm. That's almost 69% of the games have gone under the total. Mm-hmm. And there's some low number. There have been some low numbers, and there continue to be some low numbers out there. So. 
You think the public's caught on no. to, to the under train? No, I mean, when we get to tonight's game, it's one of the it's lowest a low total. total you're going to see. And, our- and it's dropped. It's because apparently it's going to be windy today. Very windy. And, and neither quarterback's particularly and two good. shitty quarterbacks. Yeah, it's, it, it, this is in rocket science. Um, I thought we were going to – Am I do I get to go on the rant with the Cleveland coaching? Or are you oh, going to discuss I, I, it? Or well, no. how I, there's no gambling again, VP on Teddy. the sidelines? We're waiting for Teddy. So, again, we remember last week we talked about these nitwit head coaches that don't know – how to manage the clock, Nathaniel Hackett being exhibit A in mm-hmm. week one when he completely botched things at the end of that Monday night game. Well, Hackett actually had another complete brain cramp this week, but not as bad as Kevin Stefanski, the head coach in Cleveland. So very quickly, oh, Teddy's there, so you want to save the rant? Sure. We don't want to keep Teddy waiting. He's a busy guy. So I'm just we're going to pop in the headphones so we can hear him. And I Excuse me while we do this. See him at the same time. You can see him. I can't. Oh well, that's up to you. Teddy, are you there? I am absolutely here. What's up, fellas? Uh, well, you're up because you're <laughs> currently with us, and it's a pleasure to be with you again, or to have you with us again. Yeah. A couple of weeks later, we'll point out that Teddy is the senior editor and player development manager at Points Bet USA and the chief poobah. At the Hustle newsletter. So, quick start, Teddy. How are things yeah. going for you as a better through two weeks of the NFL season? I'd say pretty dang mediocre. I was kicking myself so hard for not going under on Derrick Henry because in the Hustle on Monday, Jay Croucher uh, expressly pointed out that he thought um, Henry was going to be way under. Uh, so, I certainly won on the Bills. I lost on the over on the uh, on that second game on the Vikings game. So I've just been basically treading water this <laughs> NFL season. Um, looking forward to tonight. My favorite play is I'm going Kareem Hunt over. Oh, you're already giving us plays. Over. I was going to ask that at the end, but go for it. Go ahead. You, yeah, I mean, you guys, are, I heard you talking about it. I heard you talking about the wind. Yes. Um, so I think it's going to be a major ground and pound game. And uh, Kareem Hunt over 45 and a half rushing yards is my play. I, I do also like the Steelers plus four and a half, but um, I think I'm clouded in my judgment because I'm actually a Jets fan and uh, my Jets beat the Browns last week. So it's a little hard for me to, you know, foresee the Browns being good enough against a Mike Tomlin coach team uh, to win by five or more tonight. Just before I let Harley jump in here, I do want to point out that when I looked a few minutes ago, uh, Cleveland's down to a four-point favorite, so I don't know if we can give you the four-and-a-half, Teddy. I already bet it. You can't take it away. This is oh, all right. Place. You're locked in, but just up, like, literally a couple minutes ago before we came on, I looked, and the spread was down to four, just so you know. Harley? I, Teddy, I wanted to talk to you about the hustle and the article about Pujols. He's the man, obviously, and approaching the home runs and i like the analysis i would even go further than you guys you guys brought up the point that because the cardinals are locked teddy uh that pujols was likely to uh play every game what about batting him lead off (laughs) (laughs) oh it's an interesting idea that would certainly help the cause you know, I don't, I don't know if the Cardinals are one of those teams where they say we're going to do everything humanly possible to allow our guys to break the record 
or if they're more a traditional team that says we want it to be in, you know, in the normal structure here. We're not going to, we're not going to lose our minds and bat him lead off and, uh, and sort of um, hurt our chances of winning the game. So I think that would be a bit overboard. I mean, I also think this line is overboard right now. This price, if it's still at minus 300, I'm definitely not betting that. No, uh, he's had an amazing year, um, but he has to hit two more bombs. And I think human beings, you know, when they're trying to hit home runs, it becomes harder, even if you're Albert Pujols and uh, have 698 on your ledger. <laughs> uh, Teddy Greenstein, again, is with a senior editor and player development manager at PointsBet USA and the head man at the Hustle newsletter. Speaking of the newsletter, yeah. so you have a couple of guys that make uh, picks uh, each edition of the newsletter. So, do you follow, or do you are you a lone ranger and you're just making your own decisions? <laughs> I promise you, I don't copy any of their good or horrible picks. I only make the picks on Thursday. I'm sort of more of a a college football specialist. That's my favorite. When I was ah. at the Chicago Tribune, covered it a bunch. So I thought I'm going to be in there on Thursdays. I'll make a college play, and then on Sunday and Monday, we just have Ryan Leaf of PointsBet and Jay Croucher who has been uh, the book, but now he actually is at NBC Sports. But I'm still calling him the book because it's my newsletter and apparently right. no one can stop me. So Jay is really a sharp and he often, um, you know, is the yin to, to other people's yangs, you know. So so tonight it's a very interesting pick. He's got the over in Brown Steelers um, because he believes that these two defenses are quite poor. Obviously, the offenses are not great either, except for Cleveland's rushing attack. Um so he's he's over there, and you know his his college pick is unusual. NC State minus thirty eight and a half against UConn. You normally don't see the you know the more highly skilled betters throwing out lines like thirty eight and a half points. So obviously he yep. has a very very low opinion of the UConn Huskies. Um, Harley was mentioning before that uh, even live in game betting. Yeah. Points bet in a lot of the sports has gone to the 14 cent line, right? Laying seven cents each way. I don't think we asked you last time. Are you yeah. an in-game better? Like, do you partake? Yes. Yes. Ah. Bring it on. If there's a way of betting, I'm going to do it. You know, the only thing I don't do right now is lightning bets. You know, points bet. We have a big in initiative on lightning bets, which is result of a drive. Or, um, you know, it's right. going to get as granular as a result of a play. We're going to see in golf betting, I'm a big golf fan, that you're going to be able to bet on longest drive in a threesome and, you know, proximity to the green and all that. I haven't really gotten into the lightning stuff yet. Um, sometimes because uh, I hate uh, commercials, so I, I, I sort of skip over some stuff and fall behind. But everything else uh, I love doing, I think the live betting, you know, I'd like to think that if you're a knowledgeable sports fan, that really gives you an edge. And obviously, then you do have to pay the juice. I think we're generally minus 115 on live. But, you know, if you can see the game flow and maybe you can see somebody hobbling off the field for an injury where you think it's going to be significant, you know, that's the edge for a better. Um, and I recommend people take full advantage. Um, Harley, did you have something else? Yeah, I wanted to talk college football. The last okay. time we talked about it, we had a bad feeling about your Northwestern. Yeah. And they got upset by Duke. <laughs> Do you know who Duke is playing this week in the storyline? Because it's phenomenal. I do happen to know they're playing the undefeated Kansas Jayhawks. And the Kansas Jayhawks just announced they sold out at home. They are 3-0. They already crushed their season total of 2.5. And, 
Now, yeah, they are a, they are a basketball school. Their football program has been like in the wilderness. Yes, for Duke a long v time. Kansas is although Duke classic too, basketball, yeah, exactly. And now Kansas is again a seven point favorite at home, sold out stadium. You think Duke can pull it off again in the trap spot? Yeah, I, I think I defer to you on this one. This is a <laughs> stay away game for me. I mean. There's definitely some uh, some talk in the states. People are upset because you know all about ESPN College Game Day, and they pick this you know the big game of the week to go to, and it's often you know a smaller like a smaller game like App State last week, and App State delivered that hail mary victory. So yeah. most people expected it to be Duke Kansas because of the novelty. I believe Game Day's never been to Kansas. Right. Instead, they're going. I. Are you still hearing him? I lost him there momentarily. He's frozen. Oh, oh, technology. Teddy's frozen. Oh, you're back. You're back. Yeah, I lost you for a second there. That was that's okay. Anyway, one one last thing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. If I if I play this game, it'll be under sixty-five and a half. That sounds a little sounds a little too beefy for me. All right, two 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 final tidbits. One, I wanted to jump in before. when you were talking about one of your uh, experts uh, yeah. in the newsletter, looking at the over tonight in the Thursday nighter, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, um, some key defensive injuries, right? Clowney is out for the Browns. TJ Watt remains out for the Steelers yes. and miles Garrett looks like they're saying he's going to play, but he didn't practice. And again, it's oh. a short week. So you might be on to something there in terms of the offense's, having a little chance maybe to air it out because so far neither of these two quarterbacks have put up any kind of reasonable passing numbers in the first couple of games. But before we let you go, you yep. said you're a golf fan. Yeah. Have you found any value in the President's Cup, which is uh, underway? You know, the only thing I did was uh, PointsBet had a power hour a day or two ago in which they boosted the odds of the individual USA players. So technically, I can't bet on points bet, but my wife has an account. She is sports betting wife, and she was able to hit uh, some of those players. Uh, I believe she got Justin Thomas at, at plus 1,000. Uh, she sprinkled a, on a few other guys. Might have been Xander Shoffley in there. So that's the only way I'm playing this. It's sad. I mean, I said I, – I told our traders we should treat this like a tennis match, you know, because when one of the players is minus 700, you're not betting the match, but you're betting a game spread. So here we should be having like a daily spread. You know, today probably would have been minus two and a half, and, and the USA is probably going to throttle that one. But other than that, it, it's sort of sad. This event is, is going to go on like this for four days. It's a total beatdown. It might be the last President's Cup. Yeah, it's been a little one-sided, and the international team, of course, got hit pretty hard with some of the defections to live. But we'll have that discussion another day. Teddy, as always, a pleasure, and we'll look forward to talking to you maybe as early as next week. Good luck to your Wildcats and uh, all of your bets in the coming days. Love being with you. Shout out to all my uh, in-laws in Canada. Have a great afternoon, guys. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, you too. Teddy Greenstein, Senior Editor and Player Development Manager at PointsBet USA and the head honcho at the Hustle newsletter. Become a VIP at PointsBet and you too can get access to the Hustle newsletter. Okay. So where we left off, we're going to take out the earphones and, so we can hear all the ambient noise here at the bottom line in downtown T.O. Yeah, it's a rock in here. It always gets busy after five. 
uh, all the Bay Streeters coming in to uh, grab some wings and beer. So setting the stage for what happened in Cleveland, right, last Sunday. Mm-hmm. Teddy talked about his Jets uh, knocking off the Browns. Never should have happened. Okay, so Cleveland is up seven. Mm-hmm. The Jets are out of timeouts at the two-minute warning. Mm-hmm. Cleveland is deep in the Jet territory. Mm-hmm. So, and it's important that they're just coming off the two-minute warning, mm-hmm. right? Because all Cleveland has to do is basically kneel down mm-hmm. and the game's over. Mm-hmm. They hand it off to Nick Chubb. He goes in for a touchdown. They miss the extra point. The lead's 13, and in the next minute 40, the Jets scored two touchdowns, including recovering an onside kick. After Kevin Stefanski, the Cleveland head coach, says, yeah, we got to like that, and he sort of took the blame, but, I mean, he should I don't know whose job it is. Right. I'm not sure whose job it is to tell I the running back what to do. He's the play caller, Stefanski. Cool. Then, do you blame the player? Do you blame the coach? Well, Chubbs, to his credit, was actually the guy who was famous a couple of years ago for going down out of nowhere in a wide open field and costing fantasy players and even apologized to the fantasy players. So he seemed pretty sharp. So clearly, he wasn't told anything. To me, the head coach. To me, it's coaching. That, 100% the coaches take the blame. But this isn't a take the blame. You get fired. You cost your team a win. Like, when you do wins above replacement, this is the NFL. One win. Like, if I could give a team a win a year, I'd be worth literally like $50 million. Fire the coach and find a coach who's not. It's just dead. it's just the kind of stuff that cannot happen. Well, it did. It cannot. It'll continue happen. to happen to Browns fans. It's just and, that and culture of lo- they're they're a loser culture. It's a loser team, loser culture, and the fact that ownership didn't fire the coach immediately after the game means they're happy being losers. Yeah, I didn't expect him to be fired on the spot, but to me, it's a fireable offense. There's no question about it because every game in the NFL means something. <laughs> Right, it's such a short season. Not right. It's tough to make the playoffs. It's just it, it's it's utterly a joke. Think about where the Browns been on the verge of three and zero if they beat Pittsburgh tonight in a division without win. without their the quarterback they guaranteed two hundred thirty million dollars. Yeah, where I have my doubts about whether or not he's really ever really going to play. But whatever, we'll really I don't know what they're doing yeah yeah i don't know what they're doing okay with that. i don't know if it's going to be forgiven and forgotten even when he's supposed to come in but we'll see all right so let's get to the early kickoffs the one o'clock easterns uh a couple juicy matchups that caught my eye yeah. led by the undefeated bills at miami against the undefeated dolphins for top spot in the afc east that spread was six. It's now five and a half with the Bills favored by a bunch on the road. Total 52 and a half. Also looking at the Chiefs at the Colts mm-hmm. with a desperate Indianapolis team at 0-1 and 1. Chiefs are five and a half point favorites on the road. Remember what I said earlier about the home dogs? Um, and then both playoff teams a year ago, Raiders at Titans. Neither team has a win. Yeah, That's like a must win must, for must. both teams. No, nobody Raiders are favored on the road by two with a total of 45 and a half in the other early game that caught my attention. Another road favorite. A theme here. 
Baltimore is a two and a half point. Ravens looking to bounce back from that collapse against the Dolphins in the fourth quarter last week. Total for that one's 43 and a half. Any of those four games, one of your picks on the early games? Yeah. Did you know the Colts are the only winless team in the NFL playing a 2-0 team this week? They are the only winless team playing a 2-0 team. Okay. You did you you know the Colts got shut out last week? Shut- in Jacksonville, where they have not won, I think, since 2013 or 14. So they look pretty pathetic, the Colts. Brutal. You, you know they opened six and a half point dogs and now they're only five and a half. Did you know that? It op- you mean the line opened yeah. at like late Sunday night for this week or Monday at six and a half? Yeah. So So I, people are betting the Colts. Well, not casual betters, but sharps understand the value of these points. I'm taking the Colts plus five and a half. I'm risking 107 to win a unit. Again, this is just zagging when your friends in the public are zigging. Every casual better you know is going to assume laying less than six with the Chiefs against the horrid Colts is a no-brainer. The Colts you just do, got shut out. The Chiefs are awesome. Like this you is. You do know that Pittman is a question mark to play. Their their number one wide receiver, Darius Leonard, I think is still out. They've got some key injuries, and Matt Ryan has not looked particularly good. Although he put up pretty good num- he put up good numbers in Week mm-hmm. One in that tie, and they did have a field goal to win it, and then cut their kicker. Is that the only one o'clock game? That's Colts the, plus five and a half that's the at minus one oh seven. Nothing else. That's all I got. I may have a pick on an early game. Is it on the early game? I got to double check. Uh, no, I have a pick later on one of the late games. Um, so let's look at the lates tilt. So we're talking four o'clock Eastern and the prime timers. There's only one Monday nighter this week. Corey Travers has arrived. He'll be joining us shortly. The head trader at Points Bet Canada. We'll also have another name a bet that you came up with. Mm-hmm. All right, late games. Here's what caught my eye. Tell me. Two one and one teams, NFC West. Rams at Cardinals. Rams minus three and a half. Another road favorite, by the way. Total 48 and a half. The big one, arguably, the Packers at the Bucks. Rodgers versus Brady. Tampa is now a one-point favorite. That line's moved. We'll ask Corey about that. They're off to two. Oh, it's up to two. two. It was down to one a minute ago, like five minutes, ten minutes ago. Mad action at points, but on the... I stand corrected. So Tampa is now... On the seniors division quarterback. Tampa is now a two-point favorite. Total still 42. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, And then... Sunday night, 49ers at Denver. That line has also moved. The Niners, another road favorite, are favored by one with a total of 45. And Monday night is Cowboys-Giants, NFC East battle. The Giants are a one-point favorite. The total is a low number of 39. Any of those make make, make your card? Yes, there is. The Sunday nighter. Sunday nighter. Okay. Broncos Niners. Yep. It's a weird situation. The starting quarterback for the Niners gets injured. Trey Lance. And the odds improve for the 49ers in the game yep. and the season. So that's shame on the Niners management. That's the betting public and the market saying, you made the wrong choice with Lance. We trust Garoppolo more. Small sample size. But, you know, Lance had that game where, you know, a lot of 
bad turf, pouring rain throughout the fourth quarter. And then he goes out in the first quarter of game two. Jimmy G comes in, they win the game. So it's a little recency bias and not a lot to go on in terms of what we've seen from Lance. But I get it. I get it. I grew up idolizing Montana and the Niners, hence the jersey. But it's a lesson to the betters. I always bet with my head, not my heart. I think it's a good spot for the Broncos. They're at home. Wilson is a good quarterback. He's going to get used to things on the new team. I don't know if you know this, but the Broncos have zero touchdowns and five red zone opportunities. Yeah, They're going to turn that stuff around. It's negative noise. These are evenly matched teams. You're getting home field advantage and even money, no vig. Take it. I'm risking a unit to win a unit on the Broncos on the money line. Now, you know their offense, at least from a point standpoint, has not been good. You just pointed out their troubles in the red zone. Their head coach right now seems way over his head. Nathaniel Hackett, given what happened in the opening Monday nighter. Oh, yeah. There was, a, there was another like insane decision. First of all, there's been talk that the plays are getting in too slow. They're taking delay of game penalties. They took a delay of game penalty on a field goal attempt, right? Move back five yards, and then he punted from the 36-yard line. Like, that is just complete and uh, The utter fact stupidity. that he still has a job after two weeks is a miracle. I think Russell Wilson takes control of this one, though. And that's so you're going with the Broncos, and you're putting your face in Russ. I'm putting my face, yes. The old let Russ eat. I, I trust him. You trust him to eat, mm-hmm. and he's hungry. Okay. Um, all right, it's that time. Only two picks so far. I'm going to have one for you, okay? Well, more, well, oh, there's going to be more? Yeah. Okay. Corey, come on in. It's uh, time to welcome in Corey Travers. How's it going? He is the head trader at PointsBet Canada and a very busy man. So let's start first with this week's name of bet. I'm going to just slide my chair a bit so I can actually look at you. Uh, Harley came up with it, and it is basically as follows. Not including tonight's primetime game. So it's the Sunday nighter and the Monday nighter, right? Of the four quarterbacks, who will have the least passing yards? So we're talking Cooper Rush of the Cowboys, Daniel Jones of the Giants, Jimmy G for the Niners, and Russell Wilson for the Broncos. That's right. So um, tell us how you came up with the numbers. Yeah, so I mean, uh, we're just looking at the projections for each player. Um, I mean, as you might expect... Uh, Russell has the longest odds, and I think people are probably going to look at this and be like, oh, my God, Russell the longest odds, because I think a lot of people are probably going to read it thinking it's the most. It is not. It's the least amount of yards. that Least amount of yards. So if someone throws... Or, or, or as Harley says, it's the bet is who's going to suck the worst. Yes. Right. If someone throws a pick on their first attempt and gets replaced, they probably win. Ah. Um, but yeah, uh, so Russ has the longest odds there. He's at uh, plus 400, I believe. Um, and then uh, Jimmy G has the second longest yeah, odds. Yeah, I've got them here. Jimmy G's a pl- Yeah, so Russ is plus 400. That's correct, yep. Jimmy G's a plus 250. Yep. That makes sense. And then Daniel Jones doesn't throw for a whole lot of yards That's generally. Right, yeah. He's at plus 220. And then Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush is your favorite, at- meaning your least favorite. At plus 175. If you've watched the Cowboy offense, that makes sense. The game's in for about 39 points. Yeah, um, a low total. Yeah, I mean, it's a set up to have some passing yards being thrown, but uh, still not a lot Not a lot of faith in Cooper Rush in, in most projections out there. All right, let's talk about the lines for tonight. 
games of the week three slate. Now, tonight's already moved, and it moved recently because yeah. when I looked a few hours ago, it was Cleveland minus four and a half, and the total was 38 and a half. Harley just said it's now four and 38. Why yeah. Why has it moved? I know part of it might be weather-related. It has bounced around a bit. Yeah, I'd say that mostly the total would be weather-related tonight. It has bounced around a bit this week. Uh, I think I believe it started out with the uh, the Browns were at about three and a half. They 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 got up to more. I think it was around five, and then come back. Um, we at points better seeing more action on Pittsburgh. Uh, generally, just a more popular team, so it's not necessarily uh, super telling. But certainly, when the when the Browns were around five, that was that was very appetizing. Yeah, and, and I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but uh, I recall seeing somewhere yesterday or today that Mike Tomlin, who's been the head coach now 16th year, I think he's something like around 67%-ish off a loss against the spread. We're looking up that stat. There's a lot of Tomlin trivia out there. Yeah. That I think people have put a lot of, like Tomlin never having a losing season was a big one for yeah. Preseason, but it's like, well, yeah, he also had Ben Roethlisberger for the most entire of time. The I mean, entire he had some time injuries, there. but, but yeah, I mean, he always had Ben as his main guy. So, so walk us through your thinking. If there was more action on Pittsburgh than Cleveland, why was the Cleveland line going up on your site throughout the week? Uh, it would just be some sharp action, mostly. Like it's not, it's not really total action. I mean, we do see a lot of retail action, or I guess, um, just basically casual action on Pittsburgh. Uh, everyone likes Pittsburgh. They're a very public um, very team. Very public team. I mean, that's true in Canada. It's more true in the U.S. Um, uh, and we, of course, take the same numbers that we have in the U.S., the same numbers we have in Australia. So we uh, see a larger sample. Uh, so it's not necessarily just um, the, the total amount of money, but it's also the sharp money that matters a lot. So I was talking about the, the big game in the 4 o'clock window on Sunday, uh, Rodgers and Brady, Packers yeah. and Bucks. I looked... Last night, the Bucks were one-and-a-half-point favorites. Yeah. I looked just as we were coming on the air, they were one-point favorites. I actually looked at that, too, and that was news to me when you said two, and I checked my phone, and sure enough, the line has moved since. Oh, so you don't know why? Like, there, did you just get, like, a real big sharp play or something? Or you don't You, you don't have that time? I, I'd, I'd have to That's, I'd like, have to literally just happened. Okay. I, I've been in transit while so, that line shift so happened. So where else have you seen a lot of action because there's been some line moves on the rest there's of the Sunday games. There's been some line games. movement. I mean, we always do see action on the Bills, especially in Canada. They have moved. I believe they started at uh, four and a half, and they, they've gone out. Um, they were up to six, back down to five and a half. Yeah, yeah. Extremely strong performance on Monday night, or taking a lot of action, uh, which is justified. I mean, they look really good. Um, but, yeah, uh, that, that's, that's a lot of what we've seen there. Uh the Steelers, I'd say, is the most noticeable one we've seen so far. Now, take into account that's a game that's happening tonight. Yeah. You do see a huge surge in betting on the day of the game. It's, it usually is sharper clients who will bet a game midweek or particularly early week for a game on a Sunday. Thursday, we've seen everybody's bet the Thursday game by now. So a couple weeks into the season, um, is the old axiom true that you get more action on the on the primetime games than on the afternoon games yeah. in a big way? Or or are there certain games, you know, on Sunday afternoons that, you know, the, the marquee four, yeah. 4 o'clock kickoff gets a ton of action? We expect, I mean, we've already started to see, and we do expect, like the, the Bucks packers game will see primetime-like action. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a very big matchup. 
it's one of those games that everyone's going to be watching. Like the other games on the afternoon sliders, not not going to see a ton, um, relatively speaking. Uh, I mean, like look at we have the market, the saddest QB market. And I, I wouldn't say that Sunday Night is a terrible game by any means. Like it's, it's actually quite a good game. Yeah, Broncos, Sunday Night Broncos it, Niners. Yeah, I think if the schedule were to be made, like before each week, Packers. It was, oh Packers yeah. Bucks. Yeah. yeah, but that's a TV thing too, right? For the sure, networks yeah. fight Fox over the prime time, of course. Sort of yeah, yeah. But it's Do you funny. have anything else? Well, the funny part is the other three Sunday, uh, four o'clock games have the Jaguars playing, Jags, the, Chargers, the yeah, Cardinals, and the yeah. Falcons. So three like shitty teams. Don't well, teams. don't don't sleep on the cards. They looked nah, awfully shitty for seven and a half quarters. I'm under no illusions. The only thing I wanted to ask you, Corey, before you leave, is about Aaron Judge props. Yeah. Ah. You're getting your we had, everybody getting betting the homers. Bets. I mean, Aaron Judge. The baseball season is long, as we all know. Yeah. And but we're getting in the playoff race time. There's not a lot of really, really tight races. No, it's not that interesting. Spots. I mean, especially with the way that the playoffs have changed uh, in terms of like who makes it. Um. So the biggest story in baseball right now is Aaron Judge. Um. The, and and then second would be Pujols going for 700. Pujols right? going for 700. I'd say as soon as Judge, like we assume Judge will get to 62 relatively soon. Hey, maybe he gets it in Toronto next week. Yeah. Um. But he does. About he does that. Have, Harley's hoping it's Tuesday because he's going, going to the Tuesday game. Night, I'm so going Tuesday cool. as well. There I'm you sitting go. In the outfield, so. you, oh, oh! Did you actually specifically buy those tickets? We for bought that? those like. A month ago. Oh, okay. okay. Thinking about the 62? and No, uh, not even thinking about 62 okay. at the funny. time. I mean, I should have been thinking about it. He was yeah. on pace. But, yeah, it's going to work out. Um, but, yeah, we have we have tons of judge props. We have number of hits that judge has. Uh, last night we were live trading. Will Aaron Judge hit the, his 61st homer in his next plate appearance? Um, so, yeah, uh, basically Aaron Judge is the story right now, and we're rolling with that on baseball. Go one other thing. So, I a couple times previously when you've been with us, news broke that day that impacted futures markets. Yeah. So today, the news came out yesterday, but we're learning more today about the Boston Celtics head coach yeah. likely being suspended. Did that have an immediate impact on the futures? Did you have to react to that? Even though there hasn't been an official announcement, but the talk is he's going to be suspended for the season. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a more minimal uh, as opposed to the, the the Donovan Mitchell news that we talked right. about earlier. Coaches I mean, the thing is, it's yeah, it's no. It's, that's why I'm interested to know. Does no, that impact the market much? It, like there 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 will be a slight impact. Um, I'm, but it's not it's not the NFL. It's the NBA. Coaches don't matter quite as much. Agreed. Uh, the Boston Celtics have a very strong roster, regardless. Um, certainly, they'll be able to find someone who can coach that team as a very good coach. So it's it's not quite as big a deal as a superstar being traded. And is there anything we need to know in terms of the action on the points bet invitational currently going on in Fredericton? Yeah. We're talking curling. Right now, uh, favorites are dominating and overs are dominating. So we're not having a great time as a trading team. Uh-oh. Uh, but no. But no, are you I, seeing a lot of action? We are seeing a lot of action. We had... Uh, it is on, you know, it's on TV all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. We had, TSN had it on all day. Yeah, I know. Uh, we had, yeah, tons of action. Actually, probably a little bit more than I expected, if I'm being uh, 100% honest. But people are really getting into the points bet invitational. Uh, there's been some really good matches. I was actually watching um, Caitlin Laws had a scare from the number 15-ranked team on on uh, this afternoon's games. Uh, so that was a pretty good one, women's curling. Obviously, I think we're going to see a little bit more drama as we get into the later rounds when the big-name teams are playing teams that you've actually heard of. 
Um, so yeah, I mean that's gonna uh, be fun. Yeah, don't don't be shitting on the lesser known I'm not curling on the lesser teams. teams, but the points bet invitation. I'm sticking I'm up for right the little the guy. Wherever that is, it's just gonna get better and better and better. All right, Corey. Thanks as always. We appreciate the time and the knowledge. We need it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you, Corey Travers, head trader at Points Bet Canada, and he's got to find out where all the money is coming from that moved the Bucks from a one to a two-point favorite for one of the 425 kickoffs on Sunday afternoon. Which brings us to the Thursday nighter, Harley. So. As you heard Corey say, this one opened. Bit, Cleveland was a pretty big favorite, as high as five and a half. Got bet down to four and a half. Now it's down to four, and the total's down to 38. Apparently, it's going to be windy. I, when we were talking with Teddy, I talked about some of the key injuries on the defensive side of the ball for both teams. Neither team has put up much in terms of passing yardage so far. It looks like an under. Is it? Is are you going that way? I am going that way. You are. Unders are seven and zero when the total's thirty eight and a half or lower in the NFL over the last couple of years. Okay, I was going to say because you don't see a lot of thirty eight over the last couple of oh, years. The last couple of years, you okay. don't see it very Thank often. Thank you for clarifying it's that. It's a low total, and when there is a total that low in the NFL, it's basically because the weather sucks. And or the quarterback sucks. Slash offenses. Yeah. In this, and good defense. In this case, there's two shitty quarterbacks and windy weather. You add it all up and the total and, is going to be low. And teams, especially Cleveland, that want to run the ball, right? Cleveland, the last couple of years, has been at or near the top in rushing attempts, rushing yardage. That's how they their offense is built around the running game. Mm -hmm. and they have two very good backs. So I got two plays, both... Both two. two on the game, both kind of focused on this theme. I got under 45 and a half receiving yards for Amari Cooper. I got a lay 125 on that. Sorry, under 45 and a half receiving yards for Amari Cooper. He went over 100 last week. I do know that. Risking yep. 0.625 units to win half a unit. Yep. Again, that's a low total with a lot of vig for a big-name guy pushing you to go over. Don't fall for it. Something's up. Something didn't smell right. So that one kind of caught my sniff test. And the second one I have is a same-game parlay. I got under on both quarterbacks. Under Brissett, 16.5 completions. Under Trubinsky, 19.5 completions. And that the game goes under the total. So under completions for both quarterbacks and that the game goes under 38. Yep. And it pays plus 425. I'm risking a quarter of a unit to make 1.06 units. All right. So you're I'm slowly but surely. Yeah. Yeah. You're all over the, all unders, all over the unders on tonight's one. game. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm not trying to jinx you or anything, but of course, you know, it'll, it'll end up, you know, it'll, there'll be two pick sixes and, which is That's the stuff sports. you can't predict. That's I know. Fumbles. Or it'll be a the wind works and, that way, or right? A, like a the wind blows. The wind blows through. The punts are bad. The well, they're right on the lake, right? So when it's windy, it's oh, bad it's there in Cleveland. It's windy. Yes. All right. So plays on tonight's game. Uh, a one o'clock play. A uh, primetime play. You got enough on the slate. I'm going to make one play for this weekend. Okay. All right. I was looking at a same game parlay for tonight, but the lines have moved and now I don't love it. It was a long shot. I don't love it. 
my one play for this week, and I'm down a unit, right? Yeah. So I need to I need to get that back. Well, we don't chase here, but no, I guess I'm going one unit. Okay. That's not chasing, Go right? For it. What do you what do one you want? unit? I like the under in the Chargers Jags game. Okay. That's one of the late games on Sunday. Justin Herbert is supposed to play. He's been limited in practice. If you remember, he had his ribs broken last weekend. Uh, or sorry, last Thursday night in the Chiefs-Chargers game. I think they're going to try it. Really hard to protect him. So run, short passes. The Jags defense is playing pretty Jags well this year. Year, especially last so week. The total is 47. And it's 47. It's a pretty high number. So... I'm ta- I'm sticking with this under train. We've I told you it's almost 69% only through two weeks. Right. But I like under Chargers Jags for one unit on Sunday afternoon. Lay- so that's, I'm laying 107. Got it. 107 right? with the reduced vague at points bet. All right. So that's my play. And I'm glad you said don't chase. Like, did you think I was going to make like a four no, unit no, play no, or something? No, 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 no. Okay. Well, I didn't. You were good. We're good there. Just the one play. We want to remind everybody, once again, that points bet and us want you to enjoy your gambling experience. But if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, please call the Connex Ontario helpline at 1-866-531-2600 or message points bets, amazing customer support, and they will help you personally. And that, of course, assumes you have an account at PointsBet. We encourage you to do so because, of course, they're our fine sponsor. Down for Ontario users only if you're listening or watching in Canada. Open up your account at PointsBet Canada. So we're almost done, but you need to recap all the picks. I got to give you a pick first. An oh, MLB. you have another one. Oh, I right. What you, an MLB. Oh, you have an MLB pick. Right. Is it for tonight? I'm going back to my Diamondbacks tonight oh, at 10 going p.m. going back to the well. They got to be a huge dog, right? They're playing the Dodgers. They're at the Dodgers. The over-under is only seven. I'm laying minus 120 and taking them plus one and a half runs on the run on line. On the run line. I'm risking 1.2 units to win a unit. Have, have the Diamondbacks not won the last two they're, nights? They're doing well. They're going to sweep the Dodgers? I think they lost the first game. Oh, it's, it's, it's a four-gamer? Four. Right. I like the spot. It's a low total, so low scoring, and the Dodgers don't bat in the ninth if they're up a run. Both teams have aces going. Gallon and Urias. They both have VRAs like in the low twos. Should be a snooze fest. Getting that plus one and a half is a good spot, and I'm going to take the D-backs. All right. So now I will throw it to you to recap all the picks from today's show. All the picks. So I was all the picks. up 1.99 units entering the week. Yep. If you sign up at PointsBet, you can make the following wagers. Tonight's NFL matchup. I got a same game parlay taking under Brissett, 16 and a half completions, under Trubinsky, 19 and a half completions, and betting that the game goes under. Same game parlay pace plus 425. I'm risking a quarter of a unit to make 1.06 units. I'm also on under 45 and a half yards for Amari Cooper, risking points to win half a unit. Also, tonight in MLB action, I got the Diamondbacks plus one and a half. Lang. At the Dodgers, I'm risking 1.2 units to win a unit. 
On Sunday, I'm taking the Colts plus five and a half. I'm risking 1.07 units to win a unit. And on Sunday's primetime game, I'm risking one unit to win a unit on the Broncos money line. My plays, Jory's one play is under 47 in Chargers Jags. He's risking the low vig of 1.07 at points back to win a unit. Well, so we got plenty for you this week. I mean, Harley, you're good for four or five picks. Notice how he unit bets. You have yet to have. Uh, I haven't a, even done a two unit or no. Yet. I don't. You haven't nothing more than one unit. Well, or 1.07, oh, whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah. juice is, mm-hmm. but nothing more than a unit, which is what we preach. Manage your bankroll properly, people. It's super incredibly important and we will continue to stress it each and every week on this show Mm -hmm. so next week we'll be back for a week four edition we're inching closer to baseball playoffs right i just locked in my jays i convinced my brother to buy a quarter of a season of tickets for next year so we could get access to the playoff tickets so so now you're we hoping they're going to have in. at least some home games in the wild card round. Well, I, if they if they host, they I get bought all tickets three. all the way through to the World there Series. The playoff go. tickets I bought cost more than the quarter of the season for next year. Yeah, well, they uh, they the prices go. Teams aren't dumb when it comes to oh, the postseason. You're paying sixty bucks a seat for good seats in the regular season, and you're paying for those same seats a buck seventy in round one, up to like four hundred a seat for the World Series. They know when they got you, and they will take advantage. It's supply and demand. Um, So we'll probably a little more baseball talk next week as we inch towards the finish line for the regular season and start seeing maybe some potential playoff matchups. But we will be, as always, NFL-focused. Corey Travers will be by. We'll see maybe Ted Greenstein. And so on the way out, we say thank you to Teddy Greenstein, who is – uh, once again, the senior and player development manager at PointsBet USA and chief poop letter, which is brought to you by PointsBet. We thank Cole Travers who joined us as he does each and every week Bet Canada. We say thank you, of course, to our producer, Jordan LaRoche, as always. Our great host at the bottom line. Come down, check it out, say hi. We're here. We start recording at 510 on Thursdays right here on Front Street next to the Hockey Hall of Fame in downtown T.O. We thank you for listening and or watching. Remember, reach out to us on Twitter at Jory Middle at Sharp Edge Picks or email us, play on at pointsbet.ca. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, do all that fun stuff um, because we want to hear from you. And on the way out, Harley... I'm going to say the same thing I do each and every week. For Harley, I'm Jory. May all your picks be winners, ours as well. We'll talk to you next next week for another edition of Play On with Jory and Harley, powered by PointsBet. Enjoy the, thir- the Thursday nighter and all of week three, and good luck, especially to you, Harley. Thanks, Jory. Have a good one. We're out.